When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for joining us. Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi here in our West Loop studios. Greg Boyson is at the United Center and will join us uh, shortly after Luke Richardson speaks. Uh, A lot to get to in this one. Believe it or not, the first game of the Patrick Kane era begins with a 5-2 loss to the Dallas Stars, but two empty net goals. It wasn't that bad. We're going to get into the game. We're going to talk about the Max Domi trade, which is surely going to happen, I don't know, any moment now. I would Uh, imagine it will happen now. Maybe it'll happen in the morning. I don't know. Pretty soon. But it's happening soon. And we'll recap uh, how things went for Patrick Kane in his New York Rangers debut. Make sure, before we get started, you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube as well. If you're a traditional podcast listener, that's cool too. Make sure you are subscribed or following wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. So, I said the score. Hawks lose 5-2 to the Dallas Stars um, in a game where... Look, you're looking at the leader of the Central uh, Division, Dallas Stars, uh, against a bottom feeder, Blackhawks. And I kind of walk away from this game saying I'm a little bit impressed that the Hawks were able to hang in and keep this game somewhat competitive. And, yeah, like when you look at the shots on goal and you look at the possession, it was way out of hand. But at no point in the game, at least to me, Mario, did it feel like the Hawks were just getting blitzed and they were just no. hanging on for dear life. It felt about as even as it possibly can for a team as good as the Stars and as bad as the Hawks yeah. to play together. And and I was t- saying to you as we were walking out, they're going to fire Luke Richardson. He's too good of a coach. <laughs> he gets too much out of his players and he's ruining the tank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, to be to be tied at 2-2 going into the third period, um, you, you, you the story for this team all season, for the most part, has been it's not for a lack of effort. No, you never. Know? And, and I Very think, rarely. I think tonight uh, it would have been real easy for the Blackhawks to go out there and get get waxed like six to nothing. And you would have been like, well, of course. Um, but they, you know, credit to the guys that are, you know, making up this team right now. Um, they're, they're definitely uh, shorthanded in – NHL talent right now like you have like as much as a great story David Gust is uh, he is an AHL player 
Uh, Brett Sini is an AHL player. Cole Gutman, he might be a full-time NHLer next year, but right now he's an AHL player. Yeah, and th- on you know twenty-nine or twenty-eight yeah. other NHL teams, he's an this AHL is, player. This is this is yeah. basically Seth Jones and and the AHL show. Um, but credit to the guys tonight. They 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 went out there and and put in a a, a, a valiant effort. And given the circumstances, like. That's basically all we can ask of this group for the rest of the season is, like, you, you, we know wins are not going to be coming. Um, but if you go out there and, and you play hard, you have an opportunity with this Blackhawks lineup to make, to, to make a name for yourself and get yourself, get yourself out there in front of the, the Blackhawks group or other teams in the NHL. This is The Blackhawks right now are an opportunity for all of these players New faces that are coming in, guys that are getting moved moved up in the lineup, guys that are getting called up from Rockford. It's an opportunity for all of them to be put on the NHL stage in which other scenarios they wouldn't be. So I think you're going to see a lot of individual performances that can stand out while probably the team continues to lose pretty pretty often. I'm thinking back to some of the earlier shows from this year and, and when you know, the Hawks started out well and everybody sort of freaked out and – we started talking about Luke Richardson and then they started losing a little more frequently and you saw that they were what they are. Yeah. And one of the things that I was really interested in watching this season was once the losing starts to pile up, what kind of response are we going to see? How is Luke Richardson going to keep this team motivated and playing hard throughout the season? Well, we're at this, what, 61 games now for the Hawks? Was this it 60 games, or 61? This was game 61. Yeah, this was game 61. Uh, there's 21 more to go, and they've not given up yet. And like you uh-huh. said, if there's a night to quit, it's this one. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose Patrick Kane, which everyone kind of knew was going to happen, but the the morning skate lines come out. Max Domi's your top line center. Up oh, right before the game, yeah. hold on to the lineup. He's going to get traded. Yeah. And these guys kind of look at each other like, all right, it's us against the world, and let's go out there and – Show what we can do. And I think your point about the opportunity is right because there's a lot of these guys that would never be NHL players, right? Mm -hmm. And they're getting a chance on the NHL stage, and they're taking advantage of it. And, look, I know this sounds crazy after a 5-2 loss, but if you actually watched the game, and if you didn't, I can't blame you. But, you know, if you, but it's just you can't – I find it hard to look at this game and say – and be frustrated with it. Yeah, you know that I think they they played as well as they possibly can. Let's review the Lions, shall we? <laughs> let's You're, play. Let's play the game. Of, let's let's do this. Can, can I? Can I? Can you? You got the lines in front of I you. I do. Yes. Let me see if I can name what they were. Okay. All right. So the top line was supposed to be Domi, but it ended up being Kurashev, Reichel, Athanasiu. Right. That's correct. Okay. And then and then the second line. Um, it was, uh, was it, s- no, uh, well, the starting lineup was, starting lineup was Sini Dickinson, Gus. That's your, I had that as third line. So that's third line. I, okay. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know Second line was, I, I'm going to say Radish, yep. Johnson, and. You just mentioned him as a potential NHLer. Gutman. Yeah. Okay. And then the fourth line was Joey Anderson, not yes. Anders Bjork. Um, <laughs> Kachuk. Yep. And who was the center? Jujar Kara. And Kara. Okay. 
And then the, the defensemen uh, were uh, England, Seth Jones. Yep. Tenorti Murphy. Yep. Uh, Caleb and Isaac, right? Yes. Oof. That is, uh, yeah. That's. That is a tank lineup. We have, we have a folder, and we've talked about this, and I actually made it. <laughs> and I named it Remember When. It's a Google document, and I just have notes in there. Mm-hmm. From this season. So in three or four years, we can all look back on the remember when oh, Google man. document and remember the lines the day Max Domi was traded Oof. and say, look how far this team this has is, come. This is where it was. Right. Yeah. It's it's very similar to the Cubs, Cubs did, like the Cubs year that Theo that, Epstein yeah. came in. 2012. And you look at that roster like, oh, my sweet Jesus. Who are yeah. these guys? I actually have a. You know what? I have a picture of the 2010 Hawks and the Sox and the Cubs all on the field at the same time with the oh, Stanley yeah, Cup. From the Cup. And I look at the Cubs. I'm like, I don't I don't recognize. All I Cubs. remember, remember Jeff Baker with like the home plate shaped face. He was a second <laughs> baseman. He he had like a featureless face. It's like, who are these guys? It's and then years later, face. they win it. Yeah. Years <laughs> later, they win a World Series. It's like, yeah. that's where we're at with these Blackhawks. And I know as fans, this is really hard, right? And I see Lebowski 5 say, this is rock bottom. It is. You're right. This is rock bottom. That's where you got to go. However, to me, this feels better than anything we saw last year, right? Because at least you are seeing a plan. And as painful as the plan is, and as, I don't know, not guaranteed as the plan is, at least it's a plan mm-hmm. and he's sticking to it and he's biting the bullet and he's and he's making difficult decisions Kyle Davidson I'm talking about mm-hmm. that are unpopular that the fans are going to be pissed about I saw more people today mad about Max Domi than I saw mad about Patrick Kane <laughs> like how do you yeah. let Domi go I'm like there's 20 games left he's a free agent I didn't want him to go either I right. want Max Domi back next year for the record I want him back for sure and I think there's a pretty good chance that that happens but Seems to be. If if there's not, and he was going to walk away anyway, get something for him. I just there is a very very clear plan here, and you you mentioned it today. You saw people on Twitter saying like Kyle Davidson doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly he knows what he's exactly doing. Exactly what he's doing. Whether or not it works, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he he's putting the framework out there. His of of his plan to try and help the Blackhawks get back to. Uh, prominence. He's putting the framework out there. The, the the nuts and bolts of it is all these draft picks are great. He's got to get the right guys, and they got to do the right thing to make sure that they develop through their young careers to become successful NHL players. And one thing I I, I see a lot of people complaining about is oh, you know they got a a a pick for Patrick Kane or a pick for Domi or or, or a pick for Jake McCabe, Sam Laffrey, whatever it is. And it's not 2023. It's like the idea of loading up in this year's draft on paper mm-hmm. sounds great because this draft is supposed to be super loaded where you're seeing first-round talent drop into the second round and so on and so forth. But if you do that, that means you're throwing all of your darts at the board at, at one time. Whereas if you're looking to try and build the Blackhawks to have more since, uh, sustained success... You throw, you know, three or four of your major darts one year, 
and then you throw another three or four the next year, and then you throw another three or four the next year. Now you have in three consecutive years an opportunity to get some really good talent that are that are split up in different years. If you had, if you got, let's say you picked eight guys in the 2023 draft and they all ended up being great and they all ended up becoming NHLers, you have to pay all eight of them at the same time. Yes. So if you hit on three, two or three or four guys in the 23 draft and you hit on two or three or four in the 24, same thing for the 25, now you have time to space those things out. You can work different, different years, different contract extensions. You, you can use some of, these, some of these draft picks that he's acquiring in later years as currency in other trades. Right. Like there, there's an opportunity for Kyle Davidson to have so much flexibility, not only in 2023, but in the subsequent years after that. And I think that's what I, I hope a lot of people can, can see after they you know get frustrated that, oh, we don't have picks in 2023. Well, it's because if you're, if you're looking to continue to build, and let's say in 2025, you know, after the 24-25 season, the Blackhawks are like right on the cusp or they're starting to look really good. A team that's on the cusp and, it, and is starting to, to trend upwards and, and be a playoff contender and has multiple first-round picks, multiple second-round picks banked, like that does you a lot of good. So I, I, I hope people understand that, that Kyle Davidson and, and this rebuilding plan isn't just we're throwing all of our eggs into the 2023 basket and every, everything rides on Connor Bedard. It doesn't. Like there is a long-term future plan to get this team back to the top of the league and if and when it can get there to sustain that success rather than well we're here now now we got now we're going to try and figure out how to stay here we have a graphic ready to go this is courtesy of cap friendly here's a look at the next three years the first three rounds of the draft now in 2025 if the Max Domi return is what we think it is, you can add another uh, second-round pick mm-hmm. to 2025. So you've got six first-round picks over the next three years, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight second-round picks over the next three years, and five third-round picks over the next three years. Now, Jamie makes a point. I think it was in the. I think it was Jamie who said there was a stat about the Rangers having 21 second-round pick. There it is, right there, the top one there, Stephen. Yep. There you go. Heard today the Rangers have 21 second-round draft picks since 0405, and only three have cracked the NHL. Yes, draft yeah. picks are not guaranteed. But here's another thing, and Kyle Davidson kind of talked about this the other day. Let's say the Hawks do get Connor Bedard, or they do get Adam Fantilli, and one of those two guys kind of accelerates the rebuild. Let's say Korchinski mm-hmm. is NHL ready next year or the year after, and you're like, shit, like these guys are good, are good faster than we predicted. Now you've got this draft capital accrued for 24 and 25, and you could say, you know what? Maybe it's time now to add the 2025 version of Timo Meyer or mm-hmm. Jacob Chickering, that like 25, 26, 27-year-old guy whose team might not be able to afford his next contract yeah. and, or they're looking to rebuild or whatever, and you can use those assets as contenders have to upgrade your team. Like yesterday we looked and we're like, what is Ottawa doing? Why is Ottawa getting Jacob Chikrin? Well, they're over 500 now. And I know the I know the East is stacked and Ottawa's not going to really do anything. But like all of a sudden, 
Ottawa is is four points out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Right? Like, so things can change very quickly. And you get a free agent, you make a trade, and all of a sudden you've got these draft picks that maybe arrived a little earlier than expected or the lottery balls fell in your favor. Because guess what? The 2024 entry draft, the Hawks are probably going to have a lottery pick too. Likely. You know, so like it's not just this coming draft. I think a lot of us, and I'm a little bit guilty of this too, have been looking at the 2023 draft and not beyond which is maybe well, you, what the you, last you GM really, would have done. You really can only like <laughs> dive into one year at a time, not, really. No, but, but I just but mean yeah. I mean in terms of like thinking about acquiring things. Yeah. And right. when Davidson said, like, look, we can't just put all of our eggs in a twenty twenty three basket because it's good to stack up things for the next few years to come. Yeah. So you have multiple picks. And again, I've said this for weeks. If they get number three or number four. Whoever gets number one is not trading Connor Bedard. No. But if they really want Adam Fantilli, they can they can say, all right, we're going to trade you four and next year's one yeah. to get Fantilli. Maybe. They've got the ammo to do that. So all you're doing is giving yourself assets, and it's I, I think it's a smart thing to do. You know, it's mm-hmm. and it's I know it's really, really hard as a fan. And I loved Max Domi. I think everyone kind of fell in love with Max Domi this year. Um but if he's going to walk in July anyway, right. there's get no, something for him. There's no guarantee as much as, as much as it sounds like the door is open for him to re-sign in the summer, there's no guarantee he does. So, you know, there, there's, there's a reason to try and, and get what you can as far as future assets for, for guys like that. And, and I don't think Kyle Davidson's done. Um, I, think, I think there's still an opportunity to trade Andre Sathanasiu. Um that might be the last piece. I, I don't know unless someone comes out of the woodwork and says, we need a defenseman. Here's what we'll give you for Connor Murphy or something like that. Um, I don't expect that to happen, but there's still something that, that could be done for Andres Tennessee between now and Friday at, uh, at two o'clock central time. And you know, that, that could be, uh, you know, a, a, a future pick down the road um, to, for, for someone who isn't going to be, coming back around or isn't going to be part of the future. So I think it's, it's, it's worth, you know, getting it, getting as much as you, as much as you can uh, with the, with the players that aren't, don't have a future here. And, and guys like Domi and Athanasiu, when they signed this summer, one yep. year, $3 million contracts, it was immediately like, well, that's very flippable. So that was, that was the plan all along as much as, you know, maybe Kyle Davidson doesn't want to admit it um, publicly, but that, that, that was the plan all along. So, if it, it, he's been oh, known yeah. to stick to the plan, so if that's the case, I, I would imagine a fantasy was going to be uh, flipped between now and then. Yeah, yep. It's we'll see, and and there are some people saying maybe there's there's more coming than just a fantasy. Um, I don't know. You know, how do we feel about the fourth period? Where's your head at on them? The fourth period. The David Pagnota. Oh. And, I never know how look, to. I don't. I never know. And I, maybe we should be doing this off the air, but who cares? It's late. Look, like, I, I. I never. All I know is I see news break and then everyone gets it, and then they're right there. I. Uh, I have respect for one of our colleagues, um, in the Blackhawks media group, and he used to work for him. I. I don't take anything David Pagnota says as organic, unique, valuable. Nothing. More of his tweets are just 
words that tell you nothing than is actual news. And like, <laughs> I, like Should honestly, we find an example. Look at his tweet about uh, Cole Caulfield. It was maybe an maybe not even an hour ago. Okay, non-deadline related. Nothing close yet between the Habs and Cole Caulfield's camp on an extension. Open dialogue and no concern on either side, but a deal isn't there yet. Okay, read that tweet again, and I'll tell you where he could have stopped. <laughs> non-deadline related. Nothing close Stop. yet. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, not, not to be like, you know, <laughs> that guy, but there's, when I... When trade deadline time comes around and I turn on my Twitter notifications, it's not one of them. He's not on my list. Yeah. So that's that's the opinion. Well, anyways, Greg is standing Greg's by, <laughs> and it's time to do some reads. Are you ready? Oh sure, yeah. Let me uh, let me pull up all this information. Uh, you it's know, get spicy in here. <laughs> I I am I am of uh, primarily Italian descent, so. Uh, when I was looking at the reads today and saw which one was on there, I said, you know what? I'll be true to my heritage and do the Roman read. <laughs> you know, the product that helps uh, up to men up to 50% of us uh, experience symptoms that get in the way of having a better sex life. So that's either you or me. Or Steven. Or, oh, no, that wouldn't work. No. No. That's you or you or me. You want to rock, paper, scissors for it? Uh, If you want a better sex life, you are not alone. Roman is here to help. Roman is the digital health clinic for men, addressing a variety of sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. Hey, now. That's and good. for men with low T, getting testosterone levels back to normal 12 minutes can help increase your libido. Roman offers a testosterone test, which includes lab processing. And if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. No waiting rooms, no hassle, straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your home. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly to your door Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping. To learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash chgo to get 20% off of your entire first order. That's ro.co slash chgo. All the O's you could need and then some. You want to talk about limp? My DraftKings account yeah, is that is not strong. Empty. Thank you, Patrick Kane and Artemi Panarin, who I bet my dollar thirty-seven on to both <laughs> score goals tonight. That was a bold pick. Nada. I am broke. I need to redeposit into DraftKings. My Alex Ovechkin uh, hat trick against the Blackhawks bet has gotten me this far, but wow. uh, I am out of you money. Rode, rode that for a while officially, but I do love playing. Those same game parlays. That's what I did tonight with uh, Panarin and Kane. It did not work, but I'm confident that if I play that every night, it will eventually work. Uh, they've got the NBA, no sweat, same game parlays as well. Major League Baseball, it's on your TV. It doesn't count, but it's on your TV. Start getting those preseason bets in. I guess it's called spring training and nice. baseball. Start getting those bets in now. <laughs> Bet your baseball futures. Uh, and uh, it says talk about the money you've won lately. So anyone have uh, <laughs> anyone anyone? Uh, I have I've I've been 
waiting for uh, tomorrow's uh, paycheck to replenish my okay DraftKings account. Yeah, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna have yeah. to punch in uh, tomorrow too. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, but hey, if you're better than me at this, and that's pretty much everybody, more than fifty percent of men are better than me at betting. Uh, download the <laughs> app and sign up with the code CHGO. <laughs> New customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And as Greg Boyson joins us from the United Center, Greg, it's a heads up. Tomorrow is the is the DraftKings pick of the week, and I'm not doing it because I don't want to <laughs> lose our listeners any money. I think it's Mario's turn. What ain't mine? That's all I know. That's fine. We got other stuff to do tomorrow. We've got all those big hockey trades that are going to happen tomorrow to talk about. We should probably promote that. One to three tomorrow. <laughs> our two-hour trade deadline spectacular uh, where everything in the league has already happened. Our uh, recap show. Maybe the, maybe the Hawks are waiting to make the Max Domi trade official for our show. That'd be nice. That would be great. Hey, I would really appreciate that'd be, that. That'd be a solid. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we learn about this game? Who did you meet? Uh, none of the new guys. We had uh, Seth Jones, um, and he, he had some interesting uh, thoughts after tonight's game, just talking about, uh, you know, the crazy week it's been. I mean, when you think about it, the last time we saw this team here at the United Center, uh, they were boarding a charter flight to Dallas with Sam Lafferty and Jake McCabe and Jack Johnson and Patrick Kane and Max Domi, and now by the time they get back, they're all gone. Um, yeah. So uh, it's got to be tough for, for these players. And Seth, you know, mentioned the Jake McCabe, that he and, and Jake McCabe were, were had really good chemistry going, and it's going to be hard to kind of recapture that. But he did give a shout-out to uh, uh, Ingi is, is Anders England's uh, nickname. I learned that tonight. That's important information. There's your Ingi? journalistic scoop. Um but he did credit him saying he's a good skater and, and, and can throw his body around and is hard to play against. So maybe we get some chemistry between those two guys. Uh, but he also said he's going to, uh, based on what's left the room in the last week, it's time for him to step up and become more of a leader. You know, Jonathan Taves is not there. Uh, Jake McCabe was a vocal leader. And, and, you know, Patrick Kane was a leader more by example, but we've heard in recent times, you know, that he's, he, he's not afraid to speak up in the locker room either. So kind of nice to hear Seth Jones, um, a guy that's going to be probably captain of this team at some point, um, you know, admit that he's got to step up and, and do more on the leadership end. What's interesting, I wonder if he feels a little more empowered now to do that because of uh, the absence of Kane, the absence of Taves. And that's something we've sort of talked about over the last few weeks is like when those guys are here, it is going to be difficult for any young or new generation of Blackhawks leadership to emerge. Even if it's not a young player, you walk into like, here's a good example. Patrick Kane walked into the Rangers locker room today and it's a guy who's traditionally the last guy off the ice. And he's like, Panarin's doing it. It's his team. It is not Patrick Kane's team anymore. And for the first time in his career, He's got to look and say, I'm just another guy here. I'm not. And yeah, he was, of course, the headliner was a huge deal. The whole hockey world was watching, but it's not his team. And now that that he's gone and Taves, for all intents and purposes, is gone, mm -hmm. 
other guys now can sort of step up and, and elevate their leadership. And I'm looking forward to seeing that because you're right. Seth Jones is not a real vocal guy. He's real soft-spoken, um, but you don't have to be flipping over tables and bio-steel uh, coolers to <laughs> get your point across. You just lead by example. And I, I'm glad to hear him say that. Now I want to see him apply it and really kind of become a leader for these up-and-coming young players that will be joining the team over the next year or two because he ain't yeah. going nowhere. No, and, uh, you know, it, it's a good point about that and, and about, you know, the Kane and Taves out of the room. Um, but, uh, you know, in the blink of an eye, Seth Jones is now one of the longest tenured Blackhawks. He's been here mm-hmm. uh, longer than almost everybody at this point, and it's not even two full seasons. So, a a uh, season and a half. Yeah, I mean, Connor Murphy's the yeah. longest guy. Yeah. But after that, it's – I, I mean, I have to look up the roster. I got a bug flying in my face. Murphy, um, Jones, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, it's his second year. So, Radish is Radish joined the team this time year last ago. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's yeah. No, not many beyond a season and and some change. I mean, Cole Gutman is one of the longest Blackhawks at this point. All of seven games. Yeah. In all my time here, let me tell you what it's like to be a Blackhawk, fellas. <laughs> I'm Cole Gutman. Was Domi in the locker room? No. no. Yeah, he hasn't officially been traded. I'm just no, curious. I'm, just, I'm sure, sure he they was. Sent him home and told him don't don't even come tonight. He um, might he he might have come back to to hop on the flight with the stars back to Dallas. Maybe possibility. Uh, meet him at the airport. Um, no, I didn't see Domi and uh, Luke Richardson was asked uh, about that situation and and just said you know, hey. I was just told we're holding him out for management, you know, roster management reasons. And as far as he knows, the trade hasn't gone through yet. And then he was asked a follow-up question about, uh, you know, what is Max Domi meant to this team? And he's like, I'm not going to say that because as of now, he's still on the Blackhawks and I don't want to wax poetic about him and then have that trade fall through. And then I see him at breakfast tomorrow and I look stupid. So Boy, that guy was a uh, real dick. Yeah. Whoops. I'm glad he's, he's gone. <laughs> uh, so we've gotten into the show. How, how, how long are we in here? 29 minutes. We have not mentioned Lucas Reichel yet. No. And I thought, you know, when we tweeted out from the CHGO account, the Lucas Reichel's back graphic, very little reaction. I don't know if it's just because there's so much more happening right now. Yeah. Or that people are kind of like, as our buddy Cody Delmendo says, I'm ready to be hurt again and see <laughs> Lucas Reichel sent down. Um, there's no indication whether or not he's here for the long term. Luke Richardson before the game, he's like, oh, no, no, no. He was metumboing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying he's here for the long term again because that bit him in the ass last time. Um, what did you think of his game tonight? Was there anything said post game about Reichel's game? Yeah, he was asked about Reichel. Uh, this morning he said that he's he doesn't know how long he's going to be here, but the plan is for him to play in the playoffs in Rockford. Uh, that's been the plan all season. So uh, he was he was good out there. Like, he didn't get a ton of offensive chances. He had that one uh, really good chance in that late third-period power play where he, where he got free and had a one-on-one shot. But uh, the other Matt Murray beat him with uh, the, the uh, right pad, got it out there, and was able to keep it out there. Um, but, um, I think what we saw tonight was something that we haven't really seen of Lucas Reichel because his line was owned, uh, in the possession game. They spent almost all night in the defensive end. And that's why you don't see the big offensive numbers, the shot totals, even the shot attempts, 
But Lucas Reichel showed that he could play a very responsible defensive game at this level. He was very uh, good defensively. He, he had a couple of blocked shots. Uh, he was taking away passing lanes. So that was encouraging to see that, hey, you know, if there's a night where, and, and that's a line, him, Kurashev, and Athanasiu, when they, if they're going to get stuck in that end, they're going to get stuck in that end. And we saw that quite a bit tonight. But he held his own and, and held his own against some, some top uh, talent from Dallas. So that was encouraging. Yeah, we would have loved to have seen him have another three-point night or, or have a, a great goal. But, you know, it just those opportunities weren't there. And it will not, not by his design, not by his fault either. But he looked like a guy that can – hold his own defensively and that's encouraging because that's going to keep him playing big minutes at this level if he can play a 200 foot game and we're always worried about his offensive game but that defensive game needs to come up to this level too if he's really going to succeed here yeah um i did like one more quick note about right uh before i forget to before everybody freaks out tomorrow morning uh (laughs) if a player is eligible to be eligible for the Calder Cup playoffs in the American Hockey League. You have to be on the AHL roster at the NHL trade deadline. So tomorrow, or maybe even later tonight, maybe it's already happened. Lucas Reichel is going to get sent back down to the Rockford Icehawks. Don't freak out. It's just a paper transaction. So is uh, Brent Sini, Isaac Phillips, most likely, maybe Ian Mitchell. Uh, David Gus. That's why David Gus was put on waivers the other day, so they can make that transaction. Uh, Cole Gutman. All those guys are going to be sent back to Rockford. <laughs> They're not actually going to go there. And then after the trade deadline uh, passes, they can get recalled to the Blackhawks. That's just so they're eligible. So when you see that transaction come through, don't come to my Twitter. Don't go to any of our Twitters and go, oh, fire Kyle Davidson. What's he doing? No, it has to happen so these guys can play in the Calder Cup playoffs. And that's the biggest goal for that group is to have a long playoff run because that experience is going to pay off uh, in the long run. Yeah, most of tonight's lineup will be similar to what we see on Saturday. Yeah, and I I think a guy like uh, newcomer Anders uh, England. York slash Joey oh, Anderson, uh, depending on what scoreboard you're looking at. Um, he's been playing in the AHL almost all season. Um, so I would expect him to remain an AHL player until Saturday. I, I would think he's going to be an a play here for the Blackhawks, but they'll keep him on that AHL status through the deadline. So he could play for Rockford in the playoffs too, if they want a veteran, another veteran body down there. Yeah, if you're confused by what Greg is saying, and I know Mario alluded to it too, if you've been to a game this year, during even strength, they've got all the players on the ice, their ice time, and I think how fast they're skating, I think that's the other thing. Yes. Yeah, and they had number 15, Bjork, up there the entire night. <laughs> the entire night, Bjork was on the scoreboard. It's actually Joey here. Anderson. It was Joey Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, well, they must I have learned traded that the scoreboard Anderson guy too. translate to Bjork in Swedish. That's Maybe. What I learned tonight. <laughs> It might. Um, but, yeah, I do want to talk about Reichel's defense a little bit. And this is the first time we got to see him play center. Um, you're right. They were pinned deep a lot. But two block shots, saw him back-checking a lot, lifting some sticks, getting engaged. And I think, you know, I think maybe he got the message after the first call-up that if he wants to stick around here, he can't just be offense only. He's got to he's gotta play 
the entire length of the rink, and he was showing that in this game. It's it's gonna be really hard to kind of get a judgment on him. Like it's one thing when he's playing with Domi and Kane and so, and the very few offensive star players that the Hawks did have during his second call up. It's gonna kind of be on him to contribute the offense if he's staying with Athanasiu if Athanasiu stays and Philip Kurashev. But I, I I like to see those little things um, where you're seeing the all around game from Reichel because I think we think of him as an offense only player, and if he does want to play center at all in this league. Which the Hawks really haven't abandoned that hope. I mean, he plays center in Rockford. Um, I like to see the 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 whole the complete game from him, and he's never going to be Patrice Bergeron or Jonathan Taves, that's for sure. But it's good to see that he can do it. Mario's got his finger up. Uh, we have the official trade of Max Domi. It is Max Domi and Dylan Wells headed to the Dallas Stars in exchange for Anton Hudobin and a 2025. Second round pick. There you, go. there you go. Official. Just in time to catch the charter flight out of Chicago with the Stars. Yeah. I, I, I truly wonder if he actually is taking the flight back to Dallas. Uh, I am told by a source that he did not. <laughs> he did not travel back with the Stars. Interesting. Well, that, I wish that would have happened earlier just for the fun. Because how often do you get to go talk to a guy in the home locker room after morning skate? And then he literally walks over to the visiting locker room to play the game. That would have been that would have been would absolutely have been cool. amazing. It would have been I mean, awesome. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna do it, make it fun for those of us who have to watch this stuff. So, um, <laughs> or they could have done a WWE style and traded him like midway through the game, and he takes a face off, and then just turns around, and whacks Lucas Reichel over the head with a stick, and rips off his Hawks <laughs> jersey. He's got a Stars jersey, and Jim Ross can show up out of nowhere and go, "My oh, God, he's broken him in half." <laughs> that man has a family. Domi has turned his back on the Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's what he was brought in here for. <clears throat> now, yeah. you know, yeah. do you think that return is it is what it is? You know, a second round pick. We all said, hey, a second round pick, we'll take it. Uh, you know, I don't think we said we wanted it two years from now, but it is what it is. Um, and you know, I there's a lot of people. And we, and we know we don't, we say it doesn't happen very often where a guy gets traded in season, then returns to that team. But if anybody's going to do it in the NHL this year, I think it's, it's Domi and the Blackhawks. I really think there's a fit here. Um, that might've been part of the thing. Like, Hey, we're going to take care of you here. And then, you know, and listen, he knows the cap situation being here all season. He knows that Blackhawks got to spend over $20 million to get to the cap floor he probably knows that, hey, they'll be able to offer me an extra year and an extra million dollars per year than any other team out there, and I get to be top-line center opening night. I mean, that's a great opportunity for him. So mm-hmm. I would I would not be surprised to see uh, Max Domi back here for training camp in this fall. Um, some people are asking, what is Anton Hudobin going to do for the Hawks? He's going to go to Rockford. He's going to go to Rockford. And if uh, Stalock's groin falls off. Oh, no. Sorry. If Mrazek's groin falls off and Stalock gets banged up again, you'll see Hudobin up here on the roster. So Soderbloom and uh, Stauber and all those guys can stay yeah. in Rockford and, and play down there. That's that's yeah, important. He, and he is a free agent been, this summer, so it's yeah. you don't need to worry about him long term. It's just helping the stars fit Domi's. 
uh, is essentially salary retention. It's the same principle. Like, don't, okay, take this salary back instead of retaining half of Domi's salary. You know. Yeah, Domi and Wells uh, cover Hudobin, and then you get the second yeah. round pick. Yeah. So I mean, Hudobin would have been a nice guy to have in Rockford to start the season. So Soderblom and Stauber didn't have to come up here. Yeah. I mean, granted, they both played well when they were here, but the goal for those guys was to play big-time minutes in the AHL, especially for Soderblom. So if there's another goaltending injury, and based on what we've seen so far this year, not to be a jinx or to be a Debbie Downer, I think it's more when there's another goalie injury, not if. Then you yeah. can bring Hudobin up, and you don't have to sacrifice the development of your two youngsters in the AHL. Yeah. Got a question in the chat from Nicholas who says, is there a single trade so far that we can say Davidson clearly won? Well, I would say the Alex Nylander for Sam Lafferty trade he clearly won. But when you're trading draft picks, it's it's really hard to say that. Yeah, I mean, he's not really bringing back NHL players. Uh, and then Skip says it looks like KD got hosed again. I, you know, you got a second-round pick for a guy who's got 20 games left this season. You got a first-round pick for Jake McCabe, a second for Sam Lafferty. Like, I don't know. I, I and the uh, and, this and concept the, of him getting hosed is is comical to me. And and, pe- well, and I think people are focusing on oh they're getting all these random guys that aren't going to be Blackhawks back. The point of of those moves is to bolster the Ice Hogs, and the 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 importance that we've talked about all season that the Ice Hogs are going to have this this year, and the focus that the organization was going to put on the Ice Hogs having success, so some of those young guys can have that experience of playing meaningful games into the spring and into the postseason, those guys are there to help that happen. So it's not nece- there's nothing that Kyle Davidson is doing to try and make the Blackhawks better right now. It's about helping the, the prospect system, helping, them, helping the Ice Hogs, and building out for the future. So, no, he's, if you want to say who won, who lost, he's probably it's, it's very hard to be the team acquiring things uh, or be the team sending things out and win. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna get a major haul for 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 mid level guys and be like, oh, he fleeced another one. Like NHL NHL GMs, for as dumb as they are, are not that dumb. Like they're not gonna give away the farm for one guy for two months of, of his services. So hey, and Bijan makes a good point. He got a second and fourth for taking on Zaitsev. Right, and a guy who may or may not ever enter the country. Seriously, like, what the hell? Like, we yeah. don't know what's happening with it's that. It's been eight days. He's been yeah. Kim Johnson. I told you the other day, he's made to disappear. He's he in the land of missing dress socks from the dryer. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay, you want to talk about, you know, Davison keeps getting hosed. I mean, these are coming from NHL 23 general managers. I think they could just propose any trade and it happens. You want... You know, look what he did with Vancouver. He turned Riley Stillman into a second-round pick in one of the deepest drafts in recent memory and got Jason Dickinson, who's been more than a serviceable player on this team. So, you know, he turned Sam La- he turned Alex Nylander into a second-round pick, and you got, you know, essentially a full – over a full season of, of Sam Lafferty. So, like, you know, there's there, – there's he, he's got – Two, sec- two more draft picks to take on Nikita Zaitsev. And, you know, if he's even a real guy, I don't even know if the guy exists. It could be just – could be a ghost payroll guy that just keeps getting traded every few years. But 
you know, we we'll can't make judgment on, on these picks that involve draft picks until these draft picks are A, effing made, and B, letting these guys develop and see if they get to the NHL. Like, to say he keeps losing trades before the draft picks are even made, you're just showing your whole ass, and it's not a good sight. Um, Alan brings up a good point. Last year at the deadline, Max Domi was traded for a six-round pick. This year, the Hawks got a second for him. And Matt W. says, how the heck did we get less for Domi when the Preds got away with highway robbery for Tanner Janot? Just because one GM got stupid doesn't mean the rest of the GMs in the league. Like, Kyle Davidson can't go, well, did you see what Tampa gave up for Tanner Janot? You got to match that. Click. Everyone around the league was like, what the hell is Tampa doing here? Yeah. Mortgaging their future for Tanner Evan Janot? Just because one team doesn't give a rat's ass about making a single draft pick over the next four years doesn't mean every GM is going to do that or, and, or any other. Yeah. And, and I know we're going to have a lot of time tomorrow from one to three to talk about this, this very topic, but for all the people in the chat and all the people online who are mad about what Kyle Davidson is doing, we are still waiting almost a calendar year now for a better plan. Tell us what he should be doing instead that is going to result in Stanley Cups not being the new Nashville Predators, not being a team that sneaks into the playoffs. Who are now selling off everything. Right. Not the team that's like, look at us. We keep making the playoffs and never winning the Cup. Don't forget the point of the operation, the point of being a hockey team is to win the Stanley Cup. Not to sneak into the playoffs every year and sell tickets and play off gate. No, you should have a higher expectation for your original six franchise. They should be trying to win the Stanley Cup. And because of what the last regime did to this team with the Brent Seabrook extension, with the the bad contracts that led to the, the dispatching of your better young players to selling off Artemi Panarin for Brandon Todd. It goes on and on and on. Now, Davidson's left to clean up this mess, having to bite the toughest bullets any NHL GM can bite, trading a the best player in the history of the franchise mm-hmm. to recover this thing. And, it's and, not easy, but again, what is the alternative that will lead you back to a Stanley Cup championship? Screw making the playoffs. Screw winning a round or two and getting lucky. I want to win multiple cups again, and the only way to do it is to start from scratch. Go look at the 2004 Blackhawks roster. This is how you do it, right? You have to start from scratch, and they're off to a really good start prospect-wise, and whoever they get in this draft, be it Bedard, Fantilli, Leo Carlson, whoever it might be, that player will automatically be their number one prospect. And then everybody else they draft for the next three years are going to fall into place. And it's only 12 forwards and six defense. And, and they've got nothing but money to fill in the blanks. And and Davidson is doing it in a way that puts his name on everything. Like he is saying, like, I, I'm going to build this team in the way that I want to build this team so that no, so that it, literally no one can, no one else can get credit or whether it goes well or doesn't. And that's accountability that we haven't been used to mm-hmm. as Blackhawks fans for a number of years. And so being able to have a, a, a roster that is not 
including Patrick Kane, not including Jonathan Taze, and and having all of the guys that he he brought in as as trade acquisitions or free agents or draft picks, like that is that is going to be, you know, he's going to be the guy that either gets the the praise or the blame for how however this this process goes. So, you know, you have to commend him for that, and you have and and you also fairly can put the pressure on him for it. Yep. And and that's I, I think that that is something that is, it at least makes things a little bit clearer. Even though there are you know f- five or six assistant GMs, his name is is on everything. So it's 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 going to be up to him. And, and and I think to to your point, like you don't want to be the team that lands in the middle every year because it's there, there's no future there. Okay, I need to address something. I keep getting asked about Alex Turcotte. As a Hawks target. I heard it when I got to the game. I've heard it four times since we got here. From what I understand, Alex Turcotte is not a target of the Blackhawks. That is according to a team source. They might be telling me that to throw us off the scent, which is something that sources will do from time to time to protect themselves, to protect the potential trade. All I know is I have been told no. Also, what... What do they have left to give up to get an Alex Turcotte back? I, I, under, I, I understand. Yeah, but they're not. What, <laughs> they're not giving away these draft picks that they just got. I don't. I, I know Alex Turcotte has had injury troubles, but he's still. I I I would assume largely thought of as a high high ceiling prospect, even though maybe it's high risk, high reward. Um, I just don't see what they would have to give up to get him and I don't know what the Kings would want to give him up to the Blackhawks so maybe he's out there just in the trade world in general I, I don't know where this but is I don't think from. this is a Blackhawks I've thing. not seen it before tonight and all of a sudden tonight I'm seeing it multiple multiple times and from what I understand the answer is no so I, I, I don't I don't think as you said who's left uh, but Turcotte I mean I know there was reports that the Kings were uh, kicking the tires on Jake McCabe. Maybe he could have been something in, in, in a potential deal there, but the, the Kings aren't going to give us Alex Turcotte for Andreas Anthony. It's just not going to happen. They already it's had him. Yeah, as disappointing as Turcotte's been so far, he's still, what, 20, 21? Like, you know, it, 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 I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't see it's much weird. there. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. weird that it's just coming up all of a sudden. And, and It could and be one of those things where somebody online is pretending to be an insider, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, then it's like, oh, let's yeah. – and then it just starts to spread because it's a, well, it's a sexy name. Anybody can, is, anybody can pay for a blue check mark now, so. Yeah, really. Right. So, yeah, maybe it can. I mean, look, if, if they can get them, cool. Like, Sure, I'm not going to shot. I'm not going to turn my turn my nose five pick. Yeah, I'm not going to turn my nose up at the guy I wanted instead of Kirby Doc. Like, you know, that's fine. But I just I I don't think it's going to happen. But if yeah. it does, then that'll be that'll be something we can talk about yeah. tomorrow. That if would be it does, I hope it happens between one and two p.m. Tomorrow. Yes, yeah, at one o five. It'll be a pleasant little surprise for our yeah. draft, our trade deadline show, where there will be no trades because everybody's been traded. All right, should we uh, let's do our four stars of the game, shall we? Yes, I think we shall. All right, the number three star of the game for the Dallas Stars, 
Jamie Benn, he had a goal. He had two shots on goal. He won 60% of his faceoffs. Congratulations. That's your number three star. Number two star, Miro Heiskanen. One of my favorite names in hockey. Just a lot of fun to say. Two assists, two shots, three more shot attempts, and a block shot. Solid game for him. And your number one star with the hat trick, Rupe Hints. Three goals. He was a plus one. Uh, seven shots on goal and five more shot attempts. That is a game, my friends. But it was an empty net hat trick. That doesn't count. Eh. Yeah. Give it to him. All right, fine. I'll give it to him. All right, my four <laughs> star threw, of the game hats. is Tyler Johnson. I think he's really played well lately. And maybe another guy who probably won't be here beyond next year, um, but might be looking to add into that... Uh, you know, might be looking to add that leadership. You know, the guy's been around a long time. He's been a winner. He's won multiple Stanley Cups. And, and now that, you know, Taves is absent and Kane is gone and, and more leaders like Max Domi are, are leaving town, uh, Tyler Johnson can, can assert himself a little bit and be that vocal guy. He's a great presence in the locker room, always available, always friendly, always has something insightful to say. So I just I liked his game overall in this one, and I have a lot lately. Uh, had three shots on goal for the Hawks. That led the team. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I really like his game. I like the way he's been playing lately. So my star goes to Tyler Johnson and his one assist today. All right. I am going to go with uh, Cole Gutman, future Hall of Famer Cole Gutman. Uh, if you took part of our, our diehard chat uh, last night, I predicted Cole Gutman was going to score a hat trick tonight. And uh, for a couple minutes there, I was like, hey, it's first period. He's got a goal. This might happen. And then reality nice set in. But he, he had one of the two goals. It was a real nice play set up by Tyler Johnson. He drove right to the net, got the rebound in. Those are the things that like have me intrigued with Cole Gutman. And down the stretch, he's going to be one of the biggest storylines because – uh, he, uh, you know, he's just such a smart hockey player. He's very instinctual. And those are things you can't coach. That's just comes natural. He just seems to know when to crash the net, know when the pass, know when to shoot. He knows where to be on the ice. Uh, and, and here's something that really impressed me tonight. He, uh, won 62% of his faceoffs tonight. He won eight of 13 draws. Now the Blackhawks have nice. pretty much been the number one faceoff team in the NHL since day one. But a lot of that is because of Max Domi and Jonathan Taves. Those guys are gone. You know, Taves might come back, but essentially he's not, he's done. So somebody has to step up in the faceoff department tonight. It was Cole Gutman. So, uh, good job by, uh, the greatest number 70 in Chicago Blackhawks history. <laughs> Hey, Take now. that, Dennis Rasmussen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my fourth star of the night, because you guys took both of mine, uh, is Taylor Radish. Uh, he w- had a noticeable game. Uh, no points, though. Minus one. Three shots on goal. Uh, I think he had uh, a good number of scoring chances and was one of the top uh, skaters when it came to, um, you know, shots for difference uh, when he was on the ice. You know, I, I think he's a guy that, uh, has flown under the radar on this team, given <laughs> given where this team is actually at. Uh, but he's someone that you know is is, is played well all season, uh, and, and I you know he's he was one of those guys that came in last year. Obviously, came in in, in the Brandon Hagel trade, and you know made made the most of an opportunity he wasn't getting in Tampa. Has has made the most of it so far. So you know it's uh, it's it was another you know noticeable. Uh, performance for him tonight and hopefully a couple more of those can 
you know, bring some good vibes to the, to, to the Blackhawks team and, and give him an opportunity to continue to solidify himself as a top six guy on this, on this team. And maybe next year he's shown himself to be a top six player in the NHL and a team at the trade deadline gets interested in Taylor Radish. We'll yeah. see. Why not? Uh, we got to do our DraftKings King of the Game, too, don't we? We sure do. The DraftKings King of the Game is, as I search my memory bank, Seth Jones. Oh, yeah, Seth Jones. He had a goal, three shots on goal, two block shots, a paltry 23-19 of ice time. I really like the Seth Jones no-look goal from the point where he's like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just going to throw it at the net. Oh, hey. look, it went in. Cool. Uh, on net. That, that goal gets scored on me in NHL 23 all the effing time. So I was glad to see my team score it for once. Can't save what you can't see. <laughs> That's right. Amazing what you can do when you just quickly shoot the puck and don't let the defense and goaltender like get position. I mean that puck bounced off the boards and he literally just poop, flipped it up there and caught everybody off guard. Sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good game from Seth Jones and uh, as we said earlier, he's a guy that admits he needs to be a bigger leader now that some of these veterans have left and. Uh, Good on him for admitting that. Now let's see him uh, actually do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what, what he does to back that up, because he's like he's got like you guys were saying, like he's not the most vocal guy. So it'll be interesting to see what that really entails uh, in his world for uh, up in his 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 leadership role. Well, it's, it'll be interesting too. Like when we're at, you know, I think guys are probably already kind of tired of getting asked about Patrick Kane. Just it'll, it'll die down. Yeah, it will die down. But I, I'm interested to tell, you know, maybe this is more of an off-the-record conversation, but, you know, now without those guys, do guys feel a little more empowered to step up and say something? And I, I want to be clear, when, when I'm talking about this, I'm not saying that Taves and Kane would not allow other leaders to step up. I'm not saying that at all. But just think of yourself. You walk into the room, and there's those two dudes. Mm-hmm. I, anyone would be intimidated by that. Yeah. Anybody would. Like that's th- those are two of the greatest players of all time. Two of the top 100 players in the history of the game. Like in that room, how how can you become a leader? Yeah. In that group, and the guys that were leaders along with them, Zebra, Keith, both of them were there before him, before them. Mm. So it's going to be interesting, and I, I would sure. like to talk to those guys and say, hey, now that you know, now that they're gone, and I know Taves isn't gone, so it's kind of. You know, that's awkward, but I, I, I'm really – I'm fascinated that Seth Jones said that tonight. Yeah. That's really interesting. I would, not ex- I would not have expected that out of Seth Jones. No, it's, no. It, it, it was good to hear. It, it was kind of one of those where you're like, okay, cliche this, cliche that. Oh, wait a minute. That's different. What, what is that you say yeah, there, yeah. Mr. Jones? Yeah. A um, couple uh, people have been asking in the uh, chat there uh, about Taves. Uh, I actually did see him after the game. So he was here tonight. He, he did uh, walk out of the tunnel after the game. So he's still around the team. They have, He hasn't disappeared. Um, so I think he's working out off the ice. Luke Richardson said this morning he's doing off-ice workouts. Uh, but I'm not sure if he's skating. Uh, I just, you know, as we've said before, just take care of yourself. And, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if you can get back, you can get back. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I just want to reply to our guy, Ken, in the chat that says, poor Domi, he was traded tonight on his birthday. You could see it that way, or you could see that he got a really awesome birthday present by going from the last place team you get to, to go. the first place team in yeah. one swift. You know, he's going to go to the playoffs. That's a pretty good birthday gift, if you ask me. Yeah, that's that's not so bad. 
Greg, you want to stick around for the tank? I think I'm bad luck for the tank, so I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> skip out of here, finish my hawk hit, and get the hell out of here. You just want to get first in line ahead of us at McDonald's. That's what it is. Now I got a Taco Bell closer to the house. Oh, okay. Damn it, that sounds good. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow, right, one o'clock, one to right three. Our trade deadline tomorrow, spectacular. Yes. yes. Stephen, can Can't you wait. cue up the cricket sound effects for tomorrow's show? Is nothing <laughs> happens? There is nothing uh, left to happen in the league. Nope. Should be a great All show. Right. Thanks, Greg. Bye, Greg. We appreciate you. In Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams here at CHGO. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side or west side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, banana hammocks, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get ducked out like DeMar DeRozan. He's a Bulls. He's a Bulls player. Or like Cole Gutman with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, foco looking for the perfect fit for the football fan in your life foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that lake michigan breeze mm. check out foco.com or check the link in the description below for all non-presale items use the promo code chgo for 10 percent off again that's foco.com use that promo code chgo for 10 percent off all non-presale items and want to clarify, because Jamie's asking it in the chat, uh, tomorrow's show is 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The deadline is at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 2 p.m. Central. Uh, so we'll be live for one hour leading up to the uh, trade deadline and then one hour after in case there's anything that uh, trickles out at the end there, as they're usually always. Can Roman help with that, too, if things trickle yes, out? Yes, they can. Great. Yes, they have either a pill or a wipe. To help you uh, awesome. manage that. All right, we got a super chat we got to acknowledge from Mike. Uh, he says, our boy David Pagnota said two teams in the West He's are interested in Turcotte. That could be where these rumors are coming from. But I just looked at his Twitter, and that was like 40 minutes ago. And I was hearing stuff about Turcotte yeah, before the game. This was this was at, at 6 o'clock. You said, yeah. hey, I got this text. And, and then yeah. I saw a couple other things. I'm like, where is this coming from? Yeah. I don't it's, know. It, wh you know what? If None of the insiders are talking about it. If it becomes a thing... Uh, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow, but uh, and if it does, go back, Stephen, and delete when I said it's not going to happen. Yeah, and take out and, and take out my David Pagnota <laughs> slander. <laughs> yeah, while you're at it. Um, all right, we're also uh, brought to you by Game Time. Oh yeah, if you if you uh, if you want to get tickets to a Blackhawks game coming up, uh, they play again on Saturday against Nashville. It's a 7 p.m. start. There are nine home games left for the Blackhawks this season. Uh, March 28th, the return of Max Domi. The Dallas Stars will be Ooh. back in town on March 28th. And as memory serves it, uh, with the trade partners, that is the only returning Blackhawk that has been traded from this year's roster. So far. That is, so far. That is coming back to the United Center before the end of the season. Uh, if you are paying attention, Monday, Ottawa Senators and Alex Dabrinkat will be in town uh, that is his return to the United Center. That is an 8 p.m. start. And if you want tickets to any of these games or any other event that is happening near you that you want to go to, Game Time is the place to get the best deal in town. They are the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, anything that you've ever dreamed of going to and dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could like the 50-yard line or courtside or behind home plate or right on the glass, 
floor seats at a concert. It's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets, and trust me, they are available. Created by fans for the fans, Game Time guarantees the lowest price, and if you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, and when you do that, you are going to join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and have scored the best seats to all of your favorite events. All right, it has come time to update the tank standings. We've got 81 likes. Let's get to 85 for an extra spin. That's easy. We can do that. We 85. Have any bank spins? If we get to 100, we'll do. Uh, no, we we'll don't. do two more. All right, let's go. All right, tank standings. Here we go. All right, Columbus uh, holds a slim lead over the Blackhawks. They've got 46 points in 61 games. The Hawks with 47 points. In 61 games. It's getting tight. Uh, Anaheim and San Jose, both with 48 points, and the Coyotes running away with things. 51 <laughs> points for them. At last check, what are the uh, Sharks doing? They are getting... Ooh! They they blew a 2-1 lead, and it's now 4-2 to for the Blues. Yikes. Okay. Well, there's that one. That's tough. All right. How are we doing on our likes? We got 93. All right. Columbus plays tomorrow against Seattle. Coyotes play against... Carolina, mm. Ducks play Montreal. All right. That's that could some, work. Some tank implications to pay attention to tomorrow. Definitely. All right, let's do the uh, first spin as we wait for the next four likes to roll in <laughs> so we can get that second bonus spin. So we got, we got two. Two so far. Ugh. Oh, dear God. St. Louis, San Jose, Columbus, Chicago. No, no way. Delete. 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 All right, do it again. That's, Come on uh, now. Be better. Come on now, Tankathon. Ugh. Vancouver, Anaheim, Columbus, Chicago. Almost, no, almost as bad. Stop it. Uh, did we? Did All we? Right, we'll get it. We're we 99. Did. We we'll did. Do it. We'll we'll say we got to 100. I'm feeling generous. We'll get to it by the end of the show. Give us a few minutes. All right, one more. Come All on. Right, come on. Bonus spin. There it is. Let's go. Bonus spin. For real. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, like stalling. <laughs> oh, it's stalling out on us. Oh, oh wow. Okay. All well, right. It's fine. You know, San second, Jose, Chicago, second. Columbus, Anaheim. I was listening to All NHL right. XM radio today. Mm. Ooh, not good. Uh, and yeah, they were talking know, about how San Jose should get the number one pick because they're, they're not losing on purpose. They're just losing because they suck. That's not how it works. No. Okay. No. Yeah, that's, yeah that's NHL a, Network. The, the their TV programming and their radio programming. And and I hate to do this. I, I'm doing this again, but I hate to do this. It is it what does it provide? Nothing. I, I feel like I it doesn't provide me anything that I'm like, oh I can't I'm glad I didn't miss that. Didn't uh, they use I, your, like, your tweet the other day? Was it? Didn't they use your tweet the other day? They did. <laughs> All right, well, that, I wouldn't want to miss that, Mario. <laughs> just go to my Twitter. You find it that way. But it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. There's I, not a lot of insight. It's it's almost like, uh, well, this is a really dumb statement, but it's, it's almost like the league runs the network. It does, but, like, <laughs> there's no, like, there's no, like, insight. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no trade breakers. It's all this. I don't know. They're, like, their I experts can tell you, are not great. I can tell you who's on NHL Network a lot. Steve Conroy? No. Who? Our friend who we just talked oh, about. David Pagnotto. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, 
I, yeah, I, I, anyways, I, I just, I just think that there's, it's, it's a missed opportunity for the, like NFL network has great shows. MLB network, like there's great stuff that happens on there. NHL network. I, I don't know. It just seems like I don't miss anything by not watching it frequently. Um, yeah, I agree. It's, and I have it on all the time this time of year. I'm like, I'm not, no one's going to break anything here. By the way, one final, uh, chat thing here from PW. What do you think of Fantilli? I was telling my boys I smell a Ryan Leaf bus situation. Adam Fantilli has uh, mm. 50 points in 29 games for Michigan. I don't think you need to worry about that. No, I, 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 I'll need to double-check my, my, my information here. It's, it's public. It's not insider. But he, I believe, is scoring at the highest rate that any an 18-year-old has in the NCAA, besides Jack Eichel. So... I think that's 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 something that you can uh, you can put some weight on. Yeah, it's it's look. I know uh, we're all watching Connor Bedard and seeing what he's doing, but that's that's not normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like like what Connor Bedard is doing. Like, don't say like, well, Bedard has seven thousand points and Fantilli only has fifty. It's also like, different competition. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Fantilli is what six one, like two hundred pounds. Fantilli is gonna be uh, he's gonna be a, a the new brand uh the the new age brand of a power forward. Yeah, as, by by all accounts, like and a we, Matthew it, Kachuk type. I think so, but without the like. Nastiness to his game and the giant father. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Mr. Fantilli. That's true. <laughs> um, but Maybe uh, he'll come to every game like someone else's dad. Sure. You know, we talked to uh, Brock Sheehan twice. Uh, we did. Former former head coach of the Chicago Steel. Um, so he he got to know Adam Fantilli pretty well, and and he you know gave gave uh, rave reviews of him. Uh, called him you know uh, the the kind of workhorse that you can trust in any situation so that's that's good yeah I, I, that's that's not a bad thing uh looked it up adam fantilli's dad not fat all right there you go all right well if he gets drafted by chicago there will be pr- plenty of opportunity, an opportunity yeah. to uh to have some hearty meals in the city i just keith kachuk just brings me joy when i see that guy <laughs> i'm like that guy scored 50 goals him and, him and brett hall Ooh, hanging out together hall is enormous <laughs> i can make these jokes because i too am fat all right we're going to wrap things up. We're back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Time. We're going to be around, though, so if something big happens, I can't imagine what that would be. Uh, we'll be breaking in on Twitter. We'll be available. Yeah. Uh, but the official trade day, trade deadline show starts at 1 p.m. on Friday. We'll be done at 3, so a two-hour show. Join us. And uh, if we hear – Kyle Davison is supposed to talk at some point between 10.30 and 2. So – Yes, so, so the, we're there. The Blackhawks are we'll having a practice you. tomorrow starting at 11.30. So timing of everything tomorrow will be very interesting, but we'll see. Yeah. Either way, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 1 o'clock on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.